from the National Institutes of Health in Bethesda, Maryland, this is All About Grants. Hello and welcome to another edition of NIH's All About Grants podcast. I'm your host, David Kossib, with the NIH's Office of Extramural Research. And today we're gonna to be touching on a topic that's probably near and dear to a lot of people's hearts. Uh, and that's, you've gone through this whole process of applying, you've submitted your application, it went in for review, but it wasn't discussed. What do we actually do with that? How do you take that information and move forward? And today we're gonna to be discussing, not discussed. I, and I'm glad to say we have with us Dr. Gene Carstea. He is a review branch chief within the NIH's Center for Scientific Review. And welcome to the show, Gene. Hey, David, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. You know, I always welcome the chance to talk about peer review and be able to peel back the curtain on what happens in study sections. So thanks again. Sure. Well, let's look behind that curtain. Uh, let's start with uh, setting the stage question. Just can you give us a brief overview of a study section where some applications, you know, may be discussed and some may not be? Sure. Well, you know, I always find it helpful to take one step back and paint the big picture of NIH peer review, and in this case, how discussed and not discussed applications are a part of our process. So for everyone knows, for over a century, the NIH has been supporting meritorious research with the ambitious goal of advancing basic science, translational science, as well as clinical practices in science. Uh, and we know that it's through study sections that we identify, the NIH identifies meritorious research. So to give you an idea of the scope, at the CSR, we have about 200 chartered study sections covering uh, all the scientific and health topics that NIH supports. Uh, we review on, on the order of about 60,000 applications a year, so it's no slouch there. In each study section, they're designed to evaluate somewhere between 70 and 90 applications, and we do that three times a year. Um, I know that's a lot of numbers, uh, but this is in part a numbers game. Uh, so for each application evaluated, the study section will generate an advisory report, an advisory report that we call uh, summary statements, uh, uh, which touches upon really two overall evaluative themes. One is the importance of the research goals, and if accomplished, uh, what's the potential for high impact uh, for, for, for this research? We call that should it be done. And then it's assessing the likelihood that the research goals can even be accomplished. And we refer, refer to that as can it be done? So reviewers will uh, combine these uh, two evaluative outcomes and generate an overall impact score. So back to the topic of today. Uh, how do we generate a discussed and a not discussed list? Again, it's a numbers game. So for 70 to 90 applications, which arise to any one study section, the SRO makes review assignments. And in a typical study section, we have three reviewers assigned to each of these applications. The reviewers will have between four and six weeks to generate their critiques, including a preliminary overall impact score. About a week before the study section meeting, the SRO will rank the applications based on the average uh, of the three preliminary overall impact scores and the top 50% of the applications will be discussed, leaving the bottom 50% to be on that dreaded, not discussed list. 
uh, should it be done and can it be done is like the motto I should start living my life by. Um, <laughs> but jumping to that numbers game, that 50% number, is anything special about that number? So generally speaking, the top scoring applications are the ones that are seriously considered uh, for support by the funding institutes. Uh, the top 10, 20, and sometimes even more percentage are considered uh, to be awarded by the funding institute. So since CSR does not directly award research grants, our evaluations are provided to the institutes so that they can make these award decisions. Um, since it would be impractical and actually quite restrictive both in time and energy to discuss all applications in a study section meeting, we try to rigorously discuss, you know, two and a half to up to five times the, uh, the number of applications that would even be considered uh, for, for uh, awarding by the by the funding institutes. Uh, and so for that reason, uh, we discussed 50% of the applications. And this is a number that has been discussed between CSR and the funding institutes that seem to be a, a reasonable amount to have discussed in a meeting. So it's not like a hard and fast rule, like there may be some flexibility or some differences in different study sections in that 50%. You know, it, it's it's a general standard. The 50% is the general standard among study section meetings, but you know there is exceptions. Uh, so, you know, if if after uh, lining up the applications by their overall impact score and, and seeing a number of tied applications with the same score that kind of straddle that 50% line, uh, study sections may actually discuss more than 50% of, of, of the applications that are there, particularly, you know, if, if these are deemed as competitive uh, applications or potentially competitive. Also, if an application's uh, average score places it, beneath that 50% line, it may still be discussed uh, uh, during a study section meeting if a reviewer in the study section, and this could be either an assigned reviewer or, or, or an unassigned reviewer, thinks that any given application could be competitive, even though it's sitting below the line, it can be identified and it could be called up for review. It's called sometimes rescuing an application. So we see it as not getting caught up in the process and we can't forget why we're here. We're here to identify applications which have the potential to significantly advance both national and global science. Rescue, that reminds me of the old Aretha Franklin song of rescue me, take my application in your arms. Uh, I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. Um, so get to like some nuts and bolts type question. Is there anything different in like the not in the review process for a application that's not discussed compared to say one that is? Well, you know, it's it's in that not discussed list, and the, the simple answer is it, 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 the score placed it in the bottom half. So the real question is, what makes an application get that lower score? So we come back to the evaluation of should it be done and can it be done? And for should it be done for any application, you know, any one reviewer may ask, you know, will this contribute to a better understanding of basic foundational science? Or will it impact the way we diagnose illness or establish effective healthcare programs? Or will it provide insight into human disease? Or will it lead to a better understanding of human health uh, or fill a clinical or a scientific gap? Uh, so these are the things that we, we consider in terms of importance of, of, of the topic. Then uh, we rely on the experts to provide their informed judgment whether an investigator can accomplish these goals through the experimental approach that they propose. So it's the combination of these two basic standards which results in scores of may place it 
you know, either above or below that 50% threshold. I see. So if someone does have a not discussed application, but they have some like questions, um, who should they contact? Oh, it's it's definitely the program officers. Uh, at before uh, before the meeting, uh, talking about the venue of of of, uh, uh, of an application being assigned, you talk to the SRO or you talk to the chief, the review branch. Uh, after the meeting, uh, uh, the the applicant should uh, uh, wait for their summary statement, and and when they get their summary statement, they should be able to discuss it with their assigned program officer. And and say like someone you know has some questions that you know maybe they feel that their application which was not discussed you know may actually should have been discussed you know does does someone have any recourse to kind of say hey I, I would really like this application to be considered? Well, I, I guess you you may be asking you know uh, if they feel like like there was it was it's been treated fairly during uh, during the the review process in in a study section. And, and, and fairness is, is actually at the top of our list. Every application needs to be treated fairly and equitably discussed or not discussed. So if an applicant feels that the procedural norms and the guidelines were not completely followed, they should be able to contact their program officer and go over their summary statement to go over all the reasons why uh, it may have not been discussed. Uh, the PO can answer these questions and, and, and help them out in understanding that. If they still feel uh, that it was not properly evaluated, the NIH has a robust appeal process uh, and they, they can uh, consider uh, um, challenging uh, what the study section has done. Uh, there's four main categories, evidence of bias, conflict of interest, lack of appropriate expertise, as well as factual errors. It's important that uh, these individuals understand that that the official letter of appeal is sent to the program officer and it's handled within the funding institute. It's also important to note that in addition to the uh, standard appeal process, CSR also provides a reporting avenue on our side as well. Um, if, if they feel that that uh, there was bias associated with this review or was somehow otherwise unfair, applicants can contact the CSR directly. And, and what they do is they contact our chief diversity officer. We try to make it easy for them. So the contact information is, is under every email signature of members of CSR. And it's also located on the description page of every study section. All the allegations of, of bias or, uh, or otherwise unfair review are investigated by CSR's senior management. And if we agree that, that there was some issues associated with that review, it will be re-reviewed that round uh, for consideration during that council round. And it's thus circumvents the need for an appeal. And obviously, if we don't agree with, with them, uh, the appeal process can, can go on uh, as, as, uh, as planned. But here, there's definitely some you know avenues that folks can consider. Um, you know, I, I totally appreciate this. Hearing more about the the discussing, not discussed. Before we head out, I always like to leave the opportunity for our guests to kind of mention anything that they think the uh, audience should should hear again or should learn more about. Is there anything you'd like to leave our audience with about you know not discussed topic? Well, you know, the NIH receives a ton of applications. Uh, many of them, I, I would say, most of them are quite strong. So if your application is not discussed, 
it does not imply that it's a weak application. You know, you want to try to understand, try to understand the criticisms that, that came out of the review. Uh, was it important? Was it significant? Was it the approach uh, that was the problem? Um, was it your message? Uh, it, was it not crystal clear to, to the reviewers? So we say revise and resubmit applications that have been indeed not discussed during one cycle have come back uh, and have scored well enough uh, to be awarded in subsequent meetings. So it's the mission of the NIH to lead the global scientific effort to advance health and health-related science. And the NIH relies upon the strength of the community uh, because we're all partners in this together. You're here. Well, Gene, uh, thank you for taking the time to discuss Not Discussed with us. Um, all this information has been very helpful. And for those listening, if you would like some more information, please don't hesitate to check out the information that's available on the NIH um, Office of Extramural Research, our grant site, as well as information that's available through the NIH's Center for Scientific Reviews website. Uh, there's a lot of information, so please check it out. This has been David Kossub with NIH's All About Grants. Thank you. <laughs>